0: hello and welcome to another episode of a bad bitch and politics it is me a bad bitch and we have a few things we're going to discuss today as you all know and are aware that the point of my podcast well there's a few points um and i will repeat them often so that people do not forget One of them is to look up facts for things that are being spread online. As we know, sometimes the media gets out of hand. And when I say media, I am not talking about, um, you know, journalists that actually do investigating. I'm not talking about those people. I'm not talking about the press necessarily but some press they tend to only like give a portion of information and what we're trying to do on this podcast is is that the full story we're trying to look into that Um, another thing is to get people involved in politics get out there get voting um, know who who we're looking at know your people um, figure out sometimes it's hard to figure out where you stand you know, people always are like the left, the right, this, that, conservative, liberal. And it gets confusing sometimes because, for example, recently I just noticed an influx of people just are like, oh, you're a liberal liberal communist or you're a libtard, which I hate because that's a play on word from the R word that we, that's just disrespectful. Um, and it's like, yes, I am a liberal because i do believe that people deserve you know the same rights as a white male so people of color black people hispanic people immigrants um people that are part of the lgbtq plus community everybody deserves fair rights and because of that that makes me a liberal and that just sounds Like, okay, I'm okay with that. Why are you mad about that? Anyways, went off on a tangent. So the point of this podcast is to do those things. And what we're going to look at, because a few things I've been seeing recently spread on social media, is um, gas prices. Who is responsible for the gas prices? Everybody's talking about um, President Biden and how... Gas prices were not this high in 2020 on Memorial Day and things like that. I'm not a fan of people spreading memes and stuff and sharing things on Facebook just because I, I'm i telling you, like nine times out of ten, it's just not true and it's just bogus and it's just being spread on Facebook to incite fear, incite anger and divisiveness and it's just so annoying so we need to take a step back we need to evaluate a few things um one what, what of the things i'm going to say about gas prices and that meme talking about memorial day of 2020 folks let's not be stupid memorial day of 2020 obviously that was during the pandemic and during the beginning of the pandemic um i believe the shutdowns here started around february march ish so memorial day being in may after shortly after that was the beginning of covid and supply and demand folks we we know about supply and demand (laughs) and obviously gasoline was not needed as much on memorial day may of 2020 because nobody was out driving and you know traveling and doing all this stuff we were in a shutdown so of course price is going to be lower now i do want to say that there's a whole bunch of contributing contributing factors um yes the war in russia and ukraine is a contributing factor yes gas prices folks are are skyrocketing all over the world it's not just in the u.s and president biden does not control the gas prices in canada he does not control the gas prices in Germany so it's not you see where I'm going with this (laughs) so one thing though that I want to bring up is um, a bill that was proposed and it was to stop price gouging at the pump so um, give me one second to pull up the text here so we're looking at um, the title is Uh, S3920 Gas Price Gouging Prevention Act. Okay, and we're just going to read a few tidbits off of it here. So um, this bill was enacted by the Senate and House of Representatives of the United States of America, and it says the short title of it says this act may be cited as Gas Price Gouging Prevention Act. So Um, i'm not going to read the whole thing i will attach it so that you can read the whole thing but we're just going to take out some tidbits here so section two says unconscionable pricing of gasoline and other petroleum distillate distillates i can't say that word during emergencies unconscionable pricing in general it shall be unlawful For any person to sell at wholesale or at retail in an area and during a period of international crisis affecting the oil markets proclaimed under paragraph 2, gasoline or any other petroleum distillate covered by a proclamation issued under paragraph 2 at the price that a. is unconscionably excessive and b indicates the seller is taking unfair advantage of the circumstances related to an international crisis to increase prices unreasonably. That's a mouthful. And remember guys when I told you whenever you're reading bills like this or laws take it line by line. Just read the first line if you don't understand any of the words in it take a break look it up the definition of that word reread it again. So that was pretty generalized though um Obviously, they're not allo- allowed to price gouge. Uh, there's different factors being considered in determining whether a person has violated paragraph one, which is what we just read. There shall be that shall be taken into account among other factors. A Whether the amount charged by such person for the applicable gasoline or other petroleum distillate at a particular location in an area covered by a proclamation issued under paragraph 2 during the period such proclamation is in effect. Grossly exceeds the average price at which the applicable, applicable gasoline or other petroleum distillate was offered for sale by that person during the 30 days prior to such proclamation. Grossly exceeds the price at which the same or similar gasoline or other petroleum distillate was readily obtainable in the same area for other competing sellers during the same time period. Um, So there's a bunch of these. There's just different factors. um, And I thought it was a pretty well put together bill. Um, I do believe that they shouldn't be allowed to price gouge regardless if there's a crisis going on. But other than that, it's like I'm reading here, reading through it, and it's like I don't see anything that would be bad about this. Um, So when I looked at that, I was like, okay, well, we are in a crisis right now. Um, The war in Russia and Ukraine greatly impacted uh, oil, gasoline, and also the pandemic like we're coming out of this and we're about to head into a recession this is a crisis i would think so um (laughs) now now here comes the fun part and i'm sorry i'm trying to navigate this as as i'm talking on here but there's some people that voted against this bill and i know you're thinking to yourself why would people vote against this. Like it's a good thing that we should have this. There should they shouldn't be allowed to um have gasoline marked up in price during this time. So let's look at who voted against this bill. And would you look at that? Um no Republicans voted for this bill. So when you're at the pump and you're talking about Biden Look at who voted for this price gouging bill. Am I saying that this price gouging bill would have fixed everything? No, but it certainly would have helped, especially right now. And I don't know about you guys, but look, I'll take any penny I can get. If gas is cheaper for one cent across the street, I'm going to take the one cent and keep it. So why would any Republicans vote against this? And I was trying to search and find, is there something else in this bill that democrats tried to sneak in there that has nothing to do with price gouging because both sides of the political fence do that when they create a bill they put stupid stuff in it that's irrelevant and they're like all right it's an all or nothing you either accept this or you don't and it's ridiculous but i looked at the bill and i myself did not find anything so um the question still remains why would republicans vote against this price gouging bill And the only answer I can come up with, because we've seen it with Republican presidents and with Democratic presidents, they don't want to make the president seem like he's doing something good, even though it's the Senate and the House that create this bill and the president signs it in the end, he will get the credit for it. So Republicans do not want Biden to get credit for helping the price at the pump and it sucks to hear that, and I agree, and don't get me wrong, uh, Democrats do the same thing. When there's a Republican president, they refuse to advance bills like this as well, but right now, it's like everybody wants to say Biden, 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 and it's it's not. (laughs) We need to stop doing this. I'm telling you guys, I can't stress this enough. Stop creating a divide. We could be saving money at the pump right now, but Republicans didn't want Biden to look good. So here we are paying however much you're paying where you're at. I just went on vacation, by the way, and to my best friend's wedding. Gas was way cheaper in the south, which really shocked me. So it's like, okay, um, I thought we had it bad up north, but we're paying like five dollars. Well, five twenty. Was it five twenty last week? But still, knowing that I could be paying less right now if Republicans weren't playing politics right now, it's just a little frustrating. And I know that we're uh, gonna jump topics here, but that's all I had to say about gasoline right now. Um, one other thing that I've been seeing Biden being blamed for solely being blamed for is the baby formula shortage now. Do I think that whoever the president is, they do have some form of responsibility for what happened in this country? Yes, because they do hold quite a bit of power. However, they can't really do things right away. Um, yes, there's executive orders, but there's a bunch of rules and regulations that they have to go through. Um, but I wanted to talk about the baby formula shortage that happened, and I think it's still happening, but they're picking back up a lot of people are sharing, once again, that it was Biden's fault and Biden was doing nothing and this and that, this and that. And I just want to start from the basics of what caused this baby formula shortage that happened. Once again, COVID is a contributing factor. Um, Supply and demand, people. uh, During COVID, we all know and what We all know what we went through with the grocery store and produce and products and things selling out so that kind of put a dent in it as well and then on top of that abbott laboratories who i think they're i don't want to say that they're the biggest baby formula uh, makers but they do have they do create quite a bit of the supply So, in February, Abbott Laboratories closed um, a manufacturing facility in Sturgis, Michigan. Sturgis, I think. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Um, Because it had recalled infant formula products when a federal investigation started after four babies taking the formula developed bacterial infections, two of whom died. This is coming from an article um, written by Eric Berger, and I'll attach the link and because of that that on top of the covid shortage already created a massive bump in well not bump but shortage (laughs) um bubble a shortage bubble and we're slowly starting to pick up again i'm seeing more and more on shelves and i'm just stating a fact here that it's not it's not Biden that said we're going to stop making baby formula. Do I think that when this when Abbott Laboratories shut down, there should have been something in place or somebody should have been in charge or notified of what this could create? Absolutely. Are are there people out there that hold that position of like keeping an eye on these supply chains? I have no idea. Um, that is not my area of expertise. But, what I do know is that there was a another bill <laughs> that was created and introduced to Congress. And, let me pull it up here. Alright, I got it pulled up. This um, was H.R. Bill 7790. That's 7790. I will attach so you can read. Um, so, this was introduced May 19, 19th of 2022. I'm not sure when we the people like the general public became aware of the shortage but i feel like they could have produced this a little earlier maybe uh that's just my nitpick um it says an act making emergency supplemental appropriations to address the shortage of infant formula in the united states for the fiscal year ending september 30th 2022 and for other purposes all right once again we are going to look at this um take some tidbits out discuss it um it says for an additional amount for salaries and expenses there is a large amount there um (laughs) so it says each amount appropriated or made available by this act is in addition to amounts otherwise appropriated for the fiscal year involved unless otherwise provided by this act the additional amounts appropriated by this act to appropriations accounts shall be available under the authorities and conditions applicable to such appropriations accounts for fiscal year 2022 So this act may be cited as the Infant Formula Supplemental Appropriations Act 2022. Lots of words there, folks. Um, When you look up these bills and whatnot, they look crazy. There's gonna be a tab that you can click a PDF or text. I recommend doing that. Um, It puts it in a better format for you to read and in different sections. And It's it's just something that I prefer Um, and you might as well. So this was enacted by the Senate and the House of Representatives um and let's skim this uh basically is producing money of uh, more budget money towards this to make up for the abbott, abbott laboratories shutdown okay so i actually just had huge technical difficulties and had to take a break so that was kind of crazy um but i think we're on track and we are recording again at least i hope so um anyways we were talking about the baby formula shortage and basically it was for funding and putting money towards it and to compensate for the abbott laboratory shutdown um there was 192 house republicans who voted against it 192 house republicans who voted against it so when you see these republicans out here talking about there's still a baby formula shortage um gas prices are still going up and Democrats and Biden aren't doing anything and it's like you're not helping us like we're the Democrats are putting these bills out there there's nothing else in them when usually I will say usually they try to sneak in those little things but they haven't and these two bills were put out there and they did not go along with it so as you can see uh when you see things like this being spread on social media and whatnot and you think that biden or the democrats are not doing anything to help it's just simply not the full story so with that being said i'm gonna wrap this episode up um we have a lot to discuss about the january 6 committee hearings and i'm trying to keep those separate out of these um, other little mini episodes just because there's so much information that's being presented in those, it might take a little bit longer. And I don't want to overload everybody listening to me babble all the time um, with all this information. So, with that being said, go out there and be the baddest bitch you can.